If you've been looking for the number one podcast that features both Brad and David talking, you have found it right Right here. Welcome to Brad and David Talking, brought to you by Horrible Haikus, everyone's favorite offensive poetry game, available at HorribleHaikusGame.com. Sorry, I'm singing the Zoom theme. Oh, okay. Um, uh, when you ring, that's when you boop, 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 boop. Oh, my God. That was very... Um, did you know it was like, me? Pitch perfect. I thought that, like, I kind of, like, lost consciousness for a did second. You know that and thought me? that, like, I was on a separate call. And I'm, like, looking around, like, oh, my God. I, Brad, hold on. I got another call. Oh, wait. No. Okay, oh, I'm back. Sorry, that was me. It was it was me. Oh, you got me again. You're so good at that. You're such a good call voice maker. Oh, there it is. Hold on, I got another call. Okay. Right over somewhere. Okay. Um, well, Brad, it's it's good to see you again. It's good to you see know, you. Every time I see you lately, uh it seems like we both catch each other on the same day we're wearing the same clothes. For anyone watching any remnants of this video posted. Uh, mm-hmm. on the internets of our podcast, uh, Brad and I record multiple podcasts uh, at one after another occasionally. And uh, today, uh, Brad is wearing a tie-dye shirt that I quite like. I don't see him in tie-dye very often. So I just wanted to lead into that before we start our, our topic of the day. Uh, can you tell me, do you make tie-dye shirts? And what is the website where I can buy them? Uh, Sarah made this for me and, uh, I'm wearing it. Cause like, I'm feeling free, baby. I'm feeling like free. I'm liking it. <laughs> Hold on. I got a call. Okay. Oh, dang, you got me again. Um, well, I'm a big fan of tie dye. As you know, I've been to a lot of fish concerts, so I've had quite a bit of experience. I would say with tie dye culture, uh, making tie dye. Uh, wearing, I mean, most of my experience is really wearing tie-dye versus the making it, but I've worn it. I have never seen a tie-dye tie. And I think that's, I think that's bad. I think that's, uh, we've really let ourselves as a society down. Um, And and Mm -hmm. this is an easily fixable situation, you know? So somebody out there that does the tie dies, do the tie die to a tie. I think that's a great idea. You know, here's yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to make tie dye ties and tie-dye we're going to sell them um, on our websites. We're going to, we're going to sell them. They will be oh, sold okay. by our, our sponsor, Horrible Haikus will sell the Horrible Haikus tie dye tie. Uh, and uh, that would be great. I think that's a great idea. I like it. I think I think there needs to be yeah tie dye ties. I think there needs to be um, like uh, neon camo. Like, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that. That exists. Rednecks and neon. I think is uh, redneck neons. That that's that's going to be a big brand for us. Um, oh, that that's your brand. Okay, we're promoting. Oh, that's program. us. That's us. You know, uh, part of our empire. Oh, right. Okay. If yes. you guys can just uh, let Brad and I talk for a minute, we need to talk about our business. Uh, so right. we'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but if you can just turn down the podcast so Brad and I can talk about financial information. Yeah. yeah if you check, check, check your work check. flowy and, uh, check you know, the, uh, the Brad, you need to just check the bank account, make sure that we, uh, we can start. 
know, because uh, yeah, we we have we have we have okay. we have dollars we have dollars. Okay, we gotta finish up. Yeah. Okay, then, then we will make the time. Yeah. Okay, okay, and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for uh, you know you can uh, you can turn it you can turn it back up now. Uh, you, so everyone who's back with us now, hopefully we're at a normal volume. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into today's topic. We're, we're trying some new things here at Brad and David talking. We usually randomly select a topic because we're in the same room, but since we are connecting virtually. Uh, we are we are going to uh, have a topic selected by one of us. So today's topic I'm selecting is summer camp. We're talking about summer camp oh. today with Brad, and I know that you will have some stories for us, some experiences, some insights. Because since you were a pivotal part of the summer camp experience, you were the summer camp counselor. I was. I spent two years as a as a uh, summer camp counselor in Maine. Yeah, that's that is true. Um, awesome times. Like honestly, the pay is terrible, but as far as a good time goes, you're not going to beat it. <laughs> that, that's all I can say. And I will also say, after having worked at a summer camp, I would never send my kids to summer camp. You would never. Because, oh, I know what I know what happens there. So you're going to have to expand on all it. Let's start with. Um... Well, let's start with why wouldn't you send your children to now? Is this when we talk when let's qualify what we talk about as a summer camp in that yeah. situation. So you're talking about a summer camp as in like a weeks to months long affair where they go off sans oh, yeah. parents and are entrusted to a, a, a community in the woods uh, where they run around and do sports and activities and swimming and whatever. Right. That's what you're talking about. Not yeah, like a day I, camp, not like a no, day. This was, this was a full on like high end, like sleep away camp. And it was like very, you know, rewarding and kind of like sad at the same time, because you realize like a lot of these kids went to like private schools. There were kids from like New York and Boston from really wealthy families and these kids would basically go from like private school or boarding schools. And then the parents would like ship them off to like summer camp. And it's like, they never saw their parents. These kids just got like floated around, you know? You, you, that's a like, bad thing you thought. Cause those kids, some of those kids yes, wanted they don't to see their parents. Family. Like, they, it's like they're, you know, some of these kids are like eight years old and it's like, hmm. they never see their family. They just go to like boarding school and then they're like home for a week and then they go to summer camp for like eight weeks. But they loved summer camp. They loved that experience because I think it was a freedom they didn't get elsewhere. Um, and it was like a very like nurturing, loving environment. But it was also like, shit, like these kids, like, where are your families? <laughs> like, it's just sad, you know, on that. End. So sad. Yeah. So you felt like you were a surrogate father to all these children and you then what do you let them borrow money like how did you uh, I, how did you I, fill that gap to help these these traumatized children enjoy themselves at summer i opened you, you, my wallet and i think we were getting paid like five dollars an hour um so you know i gave them like all like 22 dollars i had from the entire summer that's and great. um <clears throat> and yeah and i loaned them my car and okay. uh i will say this speaking of cars this is one of my, my I'm going to, I'm going to go off on a, a summer camp story here. So Please. on counselor days off. So there was a junkyard kind of like just down the road from us that had a lot of scrap cars. And we 
met the guy that owned that place at a bar one night and we started talking to him. He's like, Oh yeah, some of the cars still run, but you know, blah, blah. and we're like, what do you have a car that runs that you will sell us? And he sold us a car for $200 that ran. So we pooled together the counselors, our money and we're in the middle of nowhere in Maine. And, uh, and we had the first day of camp, they have like a police officer come in and talk to you about like, the laws in Maine and what you can and can't do and, and all this. And it's like, and they made the mistake of telling us that there's like seven like state troopers, like the entire state, like they're nowhere to be found. So we like got this car, we paid $200 and we spent like our day off just driving around this car and crashing it. Like oh my God. all just crashing this car until it absolutely wouldn't run anymore. And it's like, you know what? That's a good way to spend a day off. Highly recommend it. So two hundred dollars to crash the car. What? Now let me. Yeah. I got a few questions. First of all, yeah. uh, were you wearing seatbelts? Yes, of course. Okay, we're not crazy. And what were what kind of things were you crashing into? Were they like tree stumps and rocks? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to crash into. There's nothing there. No, no like, kind of animals. <laughs> no, no kind of cruelty. No, you know, like no. The, the, it, it, Flower there were beds. a lot of moose, but we did not see a moose this day. And had we seen a moose, we would not have crashed into the moose. I've heard um, that's bad. Like I've heard that if you crash into a moose, that you could clip it at the legs, and then the body detaches itself, or and or just flies through your windshield. Is that right? That's exactly the physics of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, that's Correct. moose physics. Okay. All right, that's what I thought. So, um, that's why this. That's good to know. See, I, I knew this would be a good topic for you uh, because I could well, figure out too, right? No, I never. I attended summer camps. Oh, I do not work. That is not. See, I didn't want to mix those two avenues for me because my experience was growing up as a participant. You know, because I'm sure if I had been in your position, I would have been more jaded and not had that magical experience in my memory as opposed to you. You're like, oh, no, I would never send my kids there. So for me, I'm like, oh, summer camp is great. We did, we, we traveled. We did some of these like kind of travel, go places. You know, we did some where we uh, uh, would just be like there for the days, you know, and go like to, to the place and go swimming and do other activities. Or, and I even did some of the longer ones where it'd be like a week or a few weeks or even a month, you know, out in a place where you'd be canoeing and uh, uh, running around the lakes and doing arts and crafts and whatnot. Now, um, I don't want to stereotype here, David, but did you attend this summer camp because you are um, a fan of 80s sitcoms? I had I do love 80s sitcoms and 80s movies in particular. I'm a huge fan of a lot of those. Uh, I did. I think I'm trying to even think of like summer camp movies from the 80s that would influence my experience. I don't think as much. Um, I went because other friends had gone, like older siblings had gone, other people, like I had knowledge of it. So it just seemed like something to do, like kind of like a rite of passage. Um, but you know, I, I, I tell you like some of these summer camps were better than others. Like one yeah. of them, I, one of our counselors died at like a week after I that left a fire. Yeah, there was a, because they were sleeping in an area connected to like where the laundry was done. And then that like sparked a fire and like 
it was horrible because the guy was like trapped in the sleeping bag and i i don't know exactly what is in the smoke like or it, the fire it sounds like an 80s movie like you right? know it could like, have been a horror movie right camp laundry fire murder like right I, I mean, the guy we had, we, I knew the guy, he was like a junior counselor, not that like he should be like oh, not well, care about the that's death that's because it was it. just a joke, but like the poor guy died. It was terrible. And then, uh, you know, some, but some of my other camp experiences were positive, you know, like I, I made like a pinhole camera and that kind of sparked my interest in the photography arts and, uh, you know, and uh, played the four square. You ever play four square? Yeah. So, 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 would you say your your camp experience shaped you in some way? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that like you into a rhombus. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would call myself a rhombus, but if somebody did, I guess I'd be okay with it because there's so many different sides to it, and or so like that. Thank you for seeing my multi-dimensionality. No, that was positive because you're seeing all of me, all the right. different angles and sides and understanding. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a good, an interesting thing about summer camp. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that was more loud at that time, I'm assuming. But like, you know, there'd be like pranks, right? And yeah. so the prank that they would pull on the first timers at one of these camps I went to is like, hey, we're going to this big uh, uh, bonfire, right? And all, the, all of you need to dress as if you're like Native Americans or something. And like, they were trying to get people to like, just wear like, their underwear with a towel over the front of it as if that's some kind of native american garb and again to this day i still don't understand where their logic was even utilizing all this stuff so they got like some of these kids like partially naked walking up in there to like laugh at them and i'm hearing this whole thing going down like they're they're doing that this is obviously a practical joke i'm like i'm not i'm not like you know like very old but i'm clearly smart enough to be like I understand what's going on here. I'm wearing my umbro shorts that are very long and comfortable. And I'm going to bring a long sleeve t-shirt. I'm going to keep it off for a moment just to see what's going on. But as soon as I can confirm that this is what's going on, that long sleeve t-shirt's going back on. You know what I mean? So clearly, as we're approaching the bonfire, I put the shirt back on. And these other kids who are too stupid to understand what's going on go there and they get laughed at. And so the opposite of what you were asking me about, did it shape me? Well, I'm sure that this negative experience, if I had to guess, probably traumatized some of these young kids that were walking so what, into that situation. Your, your Yelp review for your child abuse camp. Right. right. It would be, I mean, I'd have to be a little mixed. Like it'd probably be two and a half. I couldn't give it two because I did have some positive experiences. But if I gave it three, I'd be minimizing the traumatic experience for those other campers. Give so, me your actual Yelp review of your uh, camp. Well, I won't endorse Yelp specifically, but if I had to leave a review and when I'm similar to their system without the, uh, you know, uh, whatever the legal, you know, they're kind of like a racket. We'll get into that later. Anyway, so if I had to leave a review for the camp, I'd say, hey, great lanyards. I don't like the child abuse. Probably traumatic, you know, comma, probably traumatic. Uh, more bug juice, please. Because I think they had a, like a limit on like how many refills of the bug juice I could get. So I was like, you know, like love this, didn't like that, more of that. Like I'm trying to do like a compliment sandwich here, like less of the child abuse, more of the bug <laughs> juice, you know. It's like such a, it's like the ultimate shit sandwich. Like lanyards are great. Maybe less child abuse. Bug juice was good. Like, I mean, do you disagree with any of that? I mean, really, I, I feel like I'm being fair here. 
<laughs> now that was, I think, like one of those like. I'm not, if I had to remember, that was either like, it was one of the sleepaway camps. I can't remember if it was one week or two weeks or, or it wasn't the month long camp, I don't think, but it may have been the month long camp. So maybe they thought they could get away with it. We're like, oh, I'm yeah. fuming and pissed off. And then it, it kind of burns out over the next three and a half weeks or whatever. You know? I, I can't think to the methodology of that child abuse. It just, you know, it, I can just say that it happened. And I, I, I thankfully wore umbros and was smart enough to avoid it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, back to Foursquare. I was a big fan of playing Foursquare. Um, I don't know how often you played Foursquare, but and I um, never did. You never did? No. You know I, what it is? No. Oh my god! So Foursquare. Wow. So for Brad and everyone listening who doesn't know what Foursquare is, there would be four squares drawn on the ground, like a you know a grid. Four squares next to oh, each other. Shit. Four squares. And the the option. The, the sorry. The. Uh, the the thing you're trying to do, the thing you're trying to achieve is moving from the first square all the way to the fourth square. Because when you're in the fourth square, you have the uh, privilege of selecting the rules of how you're going to play. So like you could do certain things like popcorn, where when you get the ball bounce, it can only have one bounce in your square. And then you're, oh, it was going out, but I caught it and I'm popcorning it. I'm popcorning it. And then you drop it in someone else's square and it bounces in and out. So they're out. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have like turnovers where you can have your, you usually can't have your hands go on top of the ball because you have to usually hit from the bottom. So you can come up with all these rules. Obviously I'm, I'm 40 now and it's been a while, but you know, there are a lot more rules than I can't recall at the time, but four square was a wonderful pivotal game of summer camp for me. I'm surprised. I gotta say, I'm really surprised to hear you say you have no experience with four square. No. And, but now that you've explained it, I still don't understand it. Okay, good. I have achieved my goal of keeping you away from Foursquare so I can keep it to myself so yeah. it can be my uh, memory and not yours. Clearly, yeah. that's worked. That's oh, oh okay. yeah. You, know, you, you can have Foursquare. Um, okay. You know, maybe, maybe you can start your own Foursquare league sponsored by Wendy's Salad Bar. That'd be um, great. I do love yeah. that salad bar. I think Wendy's is our unofficial official sponsor now. They don't even know it. They they will. They, they will. will know it. They're going to hear. They'll know. They'll know. Uh, I'm very excited that we've unofficially partnered with the Wendy's Salad Bar. Yeah, thank um, you, Wendy's. Salad best bar. nacho cheese in a salad bar in town. Uh, but as for summer camp, so what sports act slash activities – were you most involved in at your summer camp since it was not Foursquare? So I was brought in as a um, canoe and kayak counselor um, because I, I was, you know, I, I knew those things very well. And then once I got there, it was kind of like, guess what? We don't have anyone that teaches sailing and we have all these sailboats and kids want to sail. So I had to get like crash course in learning to sail so I could teach sailing. Um, I had to teach windsurfing, which I had never done before. So yeah, it's kind of like turned into like a, you teach any kind of water sports there is. And then also do theater stuff on the side. That's, so, that's a good portfolio. Yeah, okay. it was a good portfolio. I covered a lot of territory there. So um, yeah, no. And this was, is why, this is why you would never send your kids to summer camp because it's some... Um, some Joe Schmo who's like, 
oh, I'm a, I'm a professional in whatever, but you were just like watched a video on YouTube and started this job a day ago. It's not that. It's more that the counselors, you basically had like two nights out of a week where it's like you were the bunk counselor, like you stayed in the bunk, made sure all the kids like went to bed, weren't messing around like too much, you know. And you only um, did that once or twice a week? You, we weren't in a bunk a and then the whole time. For for all the different bunks, so everyone had that. And there were usually like three or four like bunk counselors, like per bunk. And the other three people from each bunk would be like off that night. And it's like, all that was was basically like a like entire summer long party. Like it, that's all it was, you know? And it's, you're in the middle of Maine. There's nothing there. You have like vans. So you'd find like one person that would be the designated driver and drive this like 15 person passenger van. And you'd go to like the little small town and it would be like $4 for a picture of like PBR. So people are just getting like smashed, you know? And it's like, you've counselors from all over the world because they would pay like, the American counselors would get like, you know, they had to pay them like a minimum wage, like American minimum wage, but they'd get all these international counselors from all over the world. And they basically could pay them almost nothing in exchange for like getting them over to the States for this like, like you know, camp experience, you know? And so like 80%, I think it was probably 70 to 80% of our staff was like international. So people from South Africa, Australia, England, Scotland, uh, gosh, Holland, Denmark. Like we had people from everywhere. I need to stop you. Are you, this is breaking news on Brad and yeah. David talking. Brad was involved in a human trafficking ring at yes. his summer camp in huh? Maine. Is that right? In Maine? Yeah. yeah. This is, this is fascinating uh, coverage coming from uh, several decades later of this breaking news of the human trafficking going on. So these people would come from all over the world to this summer camp. And the goal was the salad bar, right? They wanted the salad bar. In town. You know, what was funny is uh, I had a friend uh, Yost from uh, Holland. Well, we called him juice. Cause the way he said his name, it just sounded like he was saying, he'd be like, Yost, and then we like juice. So anyways, right. We called this guy Juice, and he was obsessed with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm, good choice. That was like his. That was his idea of America, like the the pinnacle of American achievement. Was there you Kentucky go. Fried Chicken. They were strong marketing yeah. uh, for yeah. him, and, and I was and... like, you know what? Kentucky Fried Chicken is a thing, but have you been to a Wendy's salad bar? Right. Had he? Has he ever been? I I don't think he has. Oh man, I'll tell you, I um, I do like the you know the KFC is funny because you do see that a lot in foreign countries. Uh, you know, I, I spent some some time in China, you know, when I was working on Survivor, and and there were, you know, there was one block where there was a KFC, and across the street there was another KFC. Okay, so there were two KFCs. It's like Starbucks, you know, you go to some of these cities in America, and it's like Starbucks, Starbucks, the KFC, KFC, and then there was a Walmart next to that other KFC. And I'm pretty sure in that Walmart, there was another KFC. So there were three KFCs no, no. in one yeah. area in China. And they just, people just love that KFC. And I think part of it is what you're saying. Like it is selling that American experience they're looking for. So I'm sure people in those countries are like, hey, 
what do you want to have tonight? You want to have American? Let's have American. So they go get some KFC. You know, like that's probably American food. Like when we get Chinese food to yeah, us, that's Chinese. like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's an egg roll and a, and a soup and a, a rice and what I'm like, they don't eat that in China. In China, they just boil everything and eat it. Yeah. You know? Like in Mexico, all they eat is Taco Bell. Like, right. They, well, they do. That's, that's true. I, I think that dog, you know, the Chihuahua, uh, who ran for the border, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Is that what it was? That yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So, uh, summer camp. Now I'll tell you, that's funny. We're talking about fast food. You did remind me of an experience from summer camp. Uh, we yeah. would go on canoe trips and they wouldn't be like, what are they called? Portage portal? Yeah. Portaging. Portaging your portage. canoe from lake to lake. So yeah. like a portising. So like you're portaging. like pretending you're a dolphin and you're going from place to place. Porpoising. Yeah. Porpoising. That's sorry. I'm not saying it right. Live the life so of porpoise. We didn't do that. Whatever it's called, we didn't do that. So we just like do a day canoe trip. So we would like take our canoes and we would canoe to another place. And that place, we would get out and tie up the canoes and we would walk up to the Dairy Queen. And they had this little Dairy Queen shack. And we had these checks, these checkbooks that were issued by the camp. So they acted as the bank. And I remember like, you know, you pull up the checkbook and you're like, I'm going to get the blizzard with the cookies and the sprinkles. How much is that? Okay, that's two forty-seven. So here's $2 okay, so- for... Breaking news. So Breaking your news. summer camp, you're part of a money laundering scheme. Right. Okay. Breaking news. Breaking they were news. taking the money and giving us a piece of it in exchange for the experience of canoeing to get a blizzard Dairy from Queen. Dairy Queen. Okay. It was the best blizzard ever. I don't think I've ever had a blizzard as good as that blizzard. So uh, whatever they were laundering, they had a good you know, ingredient selection process is what I would say. But in the back of your mind, were you not like, fuck, I wish this was a Wendy salad bar. I always wish there was a Wendy salad bar. I can't stop thinking about it. The chips with the nacho cheese and the potatoes, you put the bacon on it, get the salad. And then I think there was even a soup, probably mostly chili, but then a, a, a soup. Yeah. Of it. Like, I mean, it was a whole other experience now where I'm like, now I look at Wendy's and I'm like, we love you, Wendy's. We love you. But it's not the same because it was so different from other restaurants, but because they had the salad bar. You know, I mean, that's why we're such big proponents of the salad bar here, Brad and David talking. Uh, we're going to change the name to Brad and David talking. Uh, also, uh, we love Wendy's salad bar, uh, dot, 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 and then the topic. So we'll insert that in there probably right there. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate to know that there are, there are probably listener listening um, that, that may not be old enough to even remember that Wendy's had sure. a salad. Sure. It's a shame. It is. It's a shame. It's a, it's, a, it's more than a shame. It is a damn shame. It's a it's a damn shame. There are some things lost to time. Generations grew up with different technologies. Like we we saw quite a few things in our in our time. We saw the, the you know from the typewriter to the to the computer la, you know the computer to the laptop to the phone. You know what I mean we saw the internet. We we saw the, the now people don't even write in cursive. Did you know that the kids. They don't they even don't write even in cursive. They, they, they don't even get taught how to write in cursive. They so don't know you how to use pens. All uh, boys summer camp, or were you a co-ed summer camp? So it was. Uh, I think the well, the long one, like the month long one, was the all boys. 
Okay. And then I think one of the shorter ones or both of the shorter ones that were sleep away were also, I think those were co-ed, but we were like separated clearly, right? Into like a boys area. And then we, I think even the activities were like boys activities and girls activities. And then occasionally we'd like do meals together or like there'd be like some kind of, you know, like we'd all go jet skiing or something or uh, now that was not a regular activity. That was like a, like a special thing. You know, the other thing I'm trying to think of like the other activity would be like the mudslide, you know, where they just like, Hey, here's a hillside that is at a decline enough that we think we could just pour some water down with a hose, create a mudslide. By the way, on your way down, since you're not sitting on anything, watch out for the roots and the rocks. Uh, let us know if you're hurt. You know, that was pretty much the process. Like, good luck. We hope you're fine. If you get hurt, let us know and we'll call someone. So maybe, you know what I mean? So, but you know, there were no cell phones. So they had to like go somewhere to get the phone and dial it and then have somebody come. So I mean, like, I I personally didn't do the the mudslide. I, I clearly, again, just like getting the naked prank thing. Like I clearly saw a few steps ahead where I'm like, that doesn't look safe. I uh, know I'm only like 10 or 11 years old, whatever it is, but like, had a very, like summer camp experience. What's that? You had a very hands off summer camp experience. You were like, cool, I'm here, but I'm not going to do these things. Well, I was very selective. You know what I mean? I knew what I like to do just like now. I mean, I'm more or less the same person I was at 10 years old. So, you know, I'm just like, okay, clearly that's not for me. I don't like to put my body at risk in that way. So I'd rather go play soccer or make a lanyard or drinks, like I said, the bug juice or, uh, you know, the pinhole camera or the four square. I mean, those were kind of my racket. You know, I brought some comics. I'd read some comics or like a book or something, you know, like uh, I like that kind of stuff. The talent show. Now, that's something we need to talk about. Did you guys have a talent show at your camp? There was a talent show. And the 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 only thing I really remember about that is we there was a kid that could um, basically make himself fart, and uh, so he was trying to light 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 a fart on fire, and that was his talent. And uh, he ended up shitting his pants, <gasps> like in the talent show. Did the and did it, did the fire did the flame go? And then he also pooped and said like that would be it, like it was like a combo. It, it was like the flame went, but there was also the poop. Yeah. Oh, well, that's at least like, and, hey, you know. That's, that's okay. summer camp culture. Like, if that just happened, like, at school, like, that kid would have been made fun of, like, endlessly. It would have been, like, awful. It would have been miserable. Like, but at summer camp, that makes you, like, a legend. Like, I don't know. Like, summer camp culture is just weird. That kid was, like, a legend. He, everyone loved him. They called him Johnny McPoop Pants. Yeah, because it's like, what did you do? You basically tried to light a fart on fire and shit your pants, and everybody thinks you're the greatest person in the world because of it. Like, well, somebody- it's because he didn't light the the fart on fire. Like, if he hadn't, if he had shat himself and not lit the fart on fire, I think that's where it would yeah. have led to ridicule. But clearly, because he showed, look, this is what life is. Life is a combination of moments that can be good and bad. Success yeah. and failure at the same time. What a great example to show that than by shitting yourself while also achieving the ignition of released gases. I mean, that it is a teaching moment, a learning moment. Like, Bravo. came out better for that experience. I'm very impressed. I w- we should look that kid up, have him on the show, 
uh, you know, do like a, a satellite episode of this so we can just get the straight skinny from the from the pants pooper. Um, what, you know, you know it's, it's, how, how he did later in life. You know, year I was there. He did the same talent. But the second year, guess what? No, poop. he didn't shit himself. He did not shit himself. Oh, he just he just farted and lit it on fire. And did uh, they boo him? Did they boo him? No, no, because I think we all knew he had evolved. He had worked at his craft. He had, um, you know, obviously shown a high level of dedication to his art, and, and he was showing growth. So you know, I, I don't like applause. that. Applause. No, I don't like. It. I would have booed him. I would have stand up and go boo. I came here for pants shit. I didn't want to come here just for one. I want both. I want both. Although, uh, I will say though, the the fart was much more majestic in year two. Like it, it I mean, oh, he's, he's really got going. It was, it was, it was impressive. Right, you can't hold back. That's how you get the flame. If he's holding back just to get, you know, oh, I got the flame. Okay, fine, you admit it. But like to really achieve something that is. I'm just so disappointed. Like he is disinvited from the podcast. I don't want to hear from him. He's not coming to Christmas anymore. Bob, tell him. Bob will tell him. You know? Bob. Bob will tell him. Um, well, how about this? We're running out of time here. Yeah. Any last comments, stories, experiences, or recommendations for summer camps? Um. If you work at an all boys summer camp, find one of the female counselors on day one and be nice to them. That's okay. what I would say. Okay. Any any reason why you just that's so all. you can have a female friend? That's all. They're just nice. Make your summer a lot better. Okay. They'll make it okay. Okay. That's coming from a seasoned summer camper. Make friends with the counselors. That is a great way, uh, uh, suggestion. Uh, I'm going to say, I think, don't be afraid to make tie-dyes at summer camp. I think uh, whether it's a tie or just uh, a shirt or socks or maybe even shorts or a hat or a tablecloth or maybe some curtains or a towel or, you know, another towel, or like a, a, a slightly smaller towel, like any kind of towel, a hand Washcloth. towel, a washcloth, uh, you know, any kind, of, any kind of towel, no paper towel, not a paper towel. I'm going to, I want to be emphatic, no. not paper towel, but any towel boundary. that you tie dye, don't be afraid. Get out there, tie dye, a tie. Or anything else, want to tie dye, and and go to go to our website when it's available, and 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 enjoy and wear it proudly because you know what, each tie dye is unique, like a snowflake, and it's beautiful, and we should appreciate them all. So, I hope you enjoy your your tie dye. That that's my last my last thoughts on all of that. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It's really beautiful. Thanks for listening to the number one podcast that features both Brad and David talking. Remember to check out our sponsor, Horrible Haikus, everyone's favorite offensive poetry game, available at HorribleHaikusGame.com.